yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, hey, everyone. Welcome. That's your intro? Oh. That's how you're going to say hello to yeah. everybody? <laughs> well, that's about how much effort Disney put into the movie that we watched today. So, uh, <laughs> hey, well, welcome to another week. Another podcast episode of Never Seen Any of This. My name is Andy. I'm Sammy. And I'm Raymond. The, good the caboose. caboose. The caboose. The caboose. <laughs> Even in times of hardship like today, we can always rely on the caboose to keep it to keep us in a stronghold. Keep us it's in line. It's very relevant today. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is all about the caboose. All about it. Um so, you know, we've been through a lot. We've we're, we're in <laughs> yeah. the midst of a pandemic. And it was my it was my pick this week to pick a movie. Y'all know what we do on this podcast. We watch <laughs> movies that at least one of us had never seen before. And mm-hmm. so it was my turn. And I said, well, let's have some fun. Let's watch a movie that Disney wishes nobody had ever seen before. Right. <laughs> um, and so I chose the newest Disney Plus gem, Artemis Fowl. Sure did. I had heard some. I had heard some bad things. Yeah, and mm-hmm. when you messaged it to us that you were like, "Let's watch this one," we both were like, "Oh, you're joking." <laughs> <laughs> but then we were like, "Oh, we haven't done like a bad movie in quite a while, like a movie that like, like is bad." <laughs> so I was yeah. like, well, "Yeah, why not?" <laughs> I was like, "Call me Loki. I'm I'm the Loki of the podcast. I love chaos." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know we mentioned it when we brought up Kenneth Branagh a couple recordings ago mm. on like what he was doing. I, yeah. I know you you had mentioned that it was uh, getting just trashed in See, reviews. And, like, say what you will about Kenneth Branagh. Mm-hmm. Not all of his movies are great, but he's a competent filmmaker. All of his movies are, like, mm-hmm. when he's, I, I like how Raymond was like, when he's doing Shakespeare. I feel like yeah. <laughs> some of his other yeah. stuff, it's when he's doing it on his own. It's not, maybe not as good. Mm-hmm. But. I... I even think that he did the uh, the live action Cinderella, and I actually think that that is a decent like. Live oh, action so that's why Disney the guy, movie. the butler guy, is in this because he was also in that Cinderella movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I was like, he can do that. He can do mm-hmm. fantasy and make it interesting. Not here. Nope. <laughs> this this movie is was I wasn't expecting this movie to make me so physically angry five minutes in. 30 seconds oh you in. didn't i was i was upset <laughs> i i thought i was, was like hey at stupid. least it'll be like close to the books because i just read that book no <laughs> no it's not even close to the book and i'll I, I that's what i have i'm heated about that i want to talk about we'll get into that it is awful it is i don't even know and we could talk about the i want to talk about the production of it a little bit i never thought this movie was even going to come out anyway well yeah so did you ever read did either of you ever read the books I, I, read, I, I read the first one I, last year. I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but when I was a kid, I got it because it was marketed as like the Harry Potter killer. Mm-hmm. Right. It was like going to be the next big thing. And it, uh, I think it came out around the, the same time as Prisoner of Azkaban, maybe. And it's, it's around then, 2000, 2001. And I, uh, I, I got read like, the first one. I got like, I think between like 80 to 100 pages. And I was in my mom's car and i had it in the car and i set it on the uh on the ground in the car and then i also had a red gatorade and i was drinking that and i put it also on the floor mat of the car and then it toppled over and mark like died the entire book and then i like i threw it away and i never bothered to read it again after that because i got i like i was confused like i couldn't i i kept thinking it was supposed to be like a Harry Potter kind of book, not just like fantasy creatures exist book. Right. And I was mm-hmm. like, not following the plot. I, I remember that, that happening too, to me, because I borrowed it from my fen- friend in like fourth mm-hmm. grade. He gave me the first two. And mm-hmm. I, was, I started reading it. I had the same kind of situation where I was like, I don't really understand what's going on. And I put, mm-hmm. I stopped reading it too. And then I didn't finally read it until I was like, oh, last year I was like, this movie's coming out soon. It's going to come out on my birthday. I'm going to read the book <laughs> and get ready for it. And then it didn't come I... out. <laughs> I hadn't thought about it until you guys said there was a movie of it coming out. And I was like, holy shit, I remember getting that book and destroying it. <laughs> I, think, I think you did the right thing. I believe. I, no, the book I isn't bad. No the book is not bad. I, I, the book is pretty cool. I like some of the themes and 
ideas that it has in it, they are not in this movie. The only yeah. thing I remembered from the book that happens in this movie, and I, it's really the only memory I even have of the book, is him capturing Holly and like talking to her. And yeah. that's literally it. That's that's all I remembered. So when that scene happened, I was the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio like, meme. Oh, that. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> hey, the thing. <laughs> what I thought and was... that's literally it from that book. Yeah, see, the thing I thought was so interesting is that they take all of the like action sequences from mm-hmm. the book and put it into this movie. Like, those were the main things that they, they didn't take the story. I mean, there's some things that are from the story, but overall, it's not. Mm-hmm. The, every action sequence in this book, or in the movie, is from the book. And I thought that was really weird. Even though it's not the same thing that's happening, they were like, we got to keep those ac- action sequences. It makes me mm-hmm. think that originally they had the like the original story planned out, but didn't. Mm-hmm. Because well, I mean... even I saw the teaser a year ago when the teaser came out for it. The teaser shows them, the very beginning of the book, is them going to this old hag in some place in, I don't know, in some foreign foreign country, mm-hmm. go to this old hag to steal the fairy book that they have, and then the old hag turns into a fairy, and that's literally in the teaser trailer of her, like, oh, no, old hag turning into this, like, cool fairy thing, and it's even in the final trailer that they release. That is not in the movie at all. Yeah. So I was When I first saw that teaser trailer, I was like, oh, this is the first thing that happens in the book. Cool. It's going to be kind of like the book. And then I didn't end up seeing the final trailer. If I would have saw the final trailer, that's what it, the final trailer is more towards what this movie actually is. But I was like, oh, and then, yeah, that scene also just never is in it. And it's just, it's weird. And the other thing, because I was like, what, where were they pulling this stuff from? I read, um, maybe it was on the IMDb, on the Wikipedia, that they, they decided to take the first two books mm-hmm. and combine it into one movie, which I've yes. never heard, like, anybody do Except for like to do like the series of unfortunate events where they do the first three three books. They do the first three books, but they do the first three books. They don't try to combine the two books into one story. (laughs) And I read the synopsis for the second book because I was like, oh, maybe that's what happened is that they combined a lot. The only thing they take from the second book is that the dad is captured. Yeah. And that the main villain shows up. That Mm. is the only two things that's from the second book that they decided to put into this one. To combine yeah. into it. So I was like, why? Why? Just because they wanted to get Colin Farrell in there? Like, I don't understand. I don't... Well, yes, because Colin Farrell was added almost a year after they wrapped production on this movie. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and, so you can, was, and you can tell. You can so yeah. tell. I think the IMDb says he filmed his bit in two days. <laughs> which they filmed the majority of the movie in two weeks. The yeah. part with him getting getting on the helicopter at the like the beginning of the movie and him on the helicopter at the end, I'm pretty sure the same shots oh, of him I mean, through the window. Only had two days, so I imagine. Yeah, through the window of the helicopter. And the best part, I was talking to Andy about this a little just before we started, that he is definitely not in the helicopter at the end of the movie, but they make it seem like he is because like yeah. he's he's sitting where Josh Gad is ends up sitting when they rescue Josh Gad. But Colin Farrell's supposed to be sitting there based on the window shot that they show. So he's just like there, but not there. It's so so weird. Yeah, I saw that they hadn't announced that he was in the movie until March of this year. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Like they on IMDb, it lists him as like they refer to as a cameo. I was like, he is a central character. I don't see. He's the main plot. Yeah, I was like, I kept seeing them refer to it as cameo of Colin Farrell. It's like, what cameo? He is like, I mean, his name is Artemis Fowl. He's not the titular character, but he is pretty important to right. the plot. Yeah. Even if he doesn't do a whole lot. One of the things that really, really frustrated me about the movie with regards to Colin Farrell's character is that the kid has like eight different times where he's like, whoa, all of this is real? I, uh-huh. I thought it was all a myth, except every time it shows his dad talking to him, he is talking to him in 100% real terms. Like, uh-huh. what do you do if you run into a fairy? What is your defense? Like, what do you do for defense? Like, he is running through all these scenarios. Never is there a shred of, like, this isn't actually real. So I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, no shit, it's all real. Yeah, he's <laughs> not like, once upon a time there was fairies. And so no, he's, he's like, like, what do you do? Yeah, he's like, there are yourself. fairies. What do you do if you run into them? Right. Uh-huh. The thing that is baffling to me is they spend the first 10 minutes of the movie talking about how 
of a genius Artemis Fowl in, Fowl is, I and then he is a that shit so he's much. a just a shit dumbass the entire time. He's not smart at all. The, well, the, the, the stupid, the smug asshole character <sighs> that like in a book. I mean, maybe it's different in the book because I kind of remember like he is also like a smug asshole in the book. But in this, like in a book, you get his inner monologue. In well, a movie, I, you just see him be smug and like and dumb. He's not even smart in this. <laughs> yeah, right. He doesn't. All he does is further the plot. He like does nothing noteworthy whatsoever. They just tell you that he did. Well, so I read the book when mm-hmm. it first, and and actually, my I'm pretty sure the book I had had a sticker on it that said "soon to be a major major motion picture." They back in, what, back the in 2001. Before the <laughs> yeah, well, they bought the rights to the the movie before the book had even come out. Because they uh, wanted so, uh, Harry Potter uh-huh. back when uh-huh. Harry Potter was like killing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the I feel like the stupid Josh Gad narration, mm. which is awful, Ugh. by the way. So bad. I can't stand his, his voice. His voice. No. He's doing voice, like the Batman. <laughs> yes. His voice is absolutely terrible. And when I realized like five minutes in that this is going to be throughout the entire time he was going mm-hmm. to be narrating, I was pissed i was absolutely pissed but like you were saying the narration keeps telling you he's like that's how smart this kid that's how smart he is and don't get me wrong he is that smart he is the smartest kid he was thinking three steps ahead he wanted me to do that and it's like laying it out and it's like just fucking let us see it happen oh yeah and then have the reveal afterwards but it kept telling us like three steps ahead what he was doing and why he was doing it (laughs) it would have been better to just have a reveal afterwards and then you're like oh he oceans he oceaned 11 it like right and that's basically what happens in the book is that he he oceans 11 it like it's all this running through these steps like kind of does in the movie and then at the end you're like oh he planned all of that like he wanted all that to happen Right, you yeah. never have a scene of him planning no. or doing anything. He just comes on and goes, yeah, I thought about that earlier. <laughs> I planned for it. But the, like, the you don't see that... the planning. You don't think that like, this takes place in like the majority of a day or two, Yeah, the the story. And it's like, wh- why can't we have time to see when he's planning these things? Because just walk around and be like, yes, I planned it. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> the worst well, and show. Josh... Oh, go ahead. Josh Gad at one point says like, I'm exactly where he wanted me. But then it's like a full mm-hmm. 15 minutes before he's in the spot that he wanted him. And I was like, mm-hmm. we'll just let him get to that spot and <laughs> let us think that you're getting one up on him. Yeah. Uh, and the the worst of like show instead of tell was when Holly gets captured. She like sits up and goes so upset. <laughs> she yeah. literally uh, says it. I'm like, what? Not happy. <laughs> yeah, not ha- that was it. Yeah, not happy. <laughs> I was like, what? Everybody in this movie, nobody talks like a like a actual human a person? being. No. Nobody talks like a person. Everybody just talks like they're looking straight down the barrel of a camera and delivering exposition. And none of what the, is yeah. Judy Dench doing? None of the lines oh, are like they have no started. No expression. <laughs> Holly was the worst no. at this, I think, with the no uh, expression when she delivered uh-huh. any of her lines. There was nothing there to tell like what kind of emotion. So I was like. Oh, no wonder she has to say not happy. Because other than that, you would have no idea what her emotions are at all. You know what also doesn't help with her in that regards? Is like the 15 million times that they ADR in lines with her off screen and they just take the first take of whatever she did. Yep. There's the, the part where she runs away and it's just like CGI uh, model on the screen flying away. And she just goes, I'm going to find my dad. Or something like that. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Oh. Like, where are you going? You're going out. I'm going to go <laughs> find my dad. Say my dad's name or whatever. <laughs> and it's not literally even... after like 10 oh. minutes of Judy Dench being like, you can't go clear your dad's name. You got to think about things. And they don't explain and any then, like, of that. One scene happens, it's like, I got to go find my dad. They barely like, explain the dad, her dad plot because and i've talked uh-huh. about this on the podcast before when they released that judy dench was going to be the main fairy mm-hmm. that it made me mad because i've read the book that holly is supposed to be the first female fairy in the leprechauns right. so it was supposed to it, the whole her story story arc is breaking that gender of adversity yes yeah. of being a female in the fairies and like everyone uh, scrutinizing her and her trying to overcome that and by the end of the book she does and this it's I gotta say my dad's name. Like that's her whole story arc. It's like I gotta. I'm, so I'm the son of this ba- this guy that everyone says is bad. I gotta clear his name. And it's like what? 
<laughs> One of my favorite parts at the end is when Colin Farrell's talking to her. He's just like, oh, okay, I know you. You're the daughter of this girl. He was a great man. One of the greatest men I ever knew. No, he's not, Colin. That, he was a fairy. <laughs> he was a fairy. That's exactly what I thought, too. I was like, he was straight up a fairy. <laughs> I don't think Colin Farrell knew. I don't think he knew. <laughs> just deliver this was. line. What? Move on. You got two days. He doesn't care. They were like speaking an Irish accent. <laughs> Yeah, right when we realized that he was in this movie, Kenzie was like, oh yeah, he's right at home. He's, they're in Ireland. He gets to just do it. He just gets to say his lines and leave. Okay. The the Josh Gad, the Munch? narrative. What's his name? Mulch. 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 Yeah. Mulch Goodham. Mulch, Mulch McDirt Poop. <laughs> his power uh. is literally that he can make his mouth big, he eats dirt, and he shits it out. Immediately. Immediately. And they barely, yes. it, because I, I knew that that happened in the book. Uh-huh. Um, I had heard about that. They just do such a bad job when he does it, like, even showing it. It kept cutting to, like, him uh-huh. under the ground, and I could barely even see what was happening, and then, like, quick cuts to his butt shooting dirt out, and I was like, this, it's not even clearly explaining that that's what's happening. <laughs> No, because they make like a passing reference with like with the goblins like immediately, and it's like, yeah. oh, I knew that was happening, so it was like, oh, set up for the joke that he's gonna like poop dirt, and then like it happens, and it's like, oh, that was, that I mean that's all of his jokes and payoffs. It's like, oh, that's what happens. Yeah. Okay. Can, can we talk about how fucking racist the goblins are for a minute? Because <sighs> they're all coded to be like hood. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> like they're all wearing like baggy clothes and. <laughs> I'm like, Ugh. are the goblins just? Is, are they saying that the goblins are supposed to be black people? What is going on? The other thing that I feel like, when I was reading the book, I did not imagine Mulch Goodham, whatever his name is, <laughs> Josh Gad, to be hum, humanoid looking. Like yeah. I imagined him to be more of like a gnome kind of looking character. The entire yeah. time I read the book, I was like, I did not expect him. And then the whole thing of him being normal sized. What's the point That's of that? The, what the was joke? the point of that? Like, I'm a dwarf, but I'm I'm a big dwarf. I wish I could. All, all I want is to be a small dwarf. Is that not in the book? No, <laughs> there's nothing oh, about that in the book. See, now that felt like something that they, like was in the book, and they just That's, didn't uh-huh. understand it, and it just didn't translate well. No, but now that you're saying it's not even in the book, <laughs> holy shit! Like he tries to <laughs> negotiate with uh, Judy Dench, like to get year- more years and to become small. Like why? Ugh. That I think that scene right there was about the thirty-three minute mark where I literally had to take a break because it was about a five-minute long scene <laughs> of Josh Gad and Judy Judy Dench, and they're both talking like this. I will and say I that like... I that was the, fr- the that scene I did chuckle a couple times just because. Some of the deliveries were funny, and he specifically says we're both talking in gravelly voices. Like he points it out when they're talking, so I thought that was kind of funny. Like you just—I oh. mean, it doesn't fix the problem that you decided to do that voice, but at least you acknowledge that you're do- both doing dumb voices. The, the script in this movie feels like a first draft because everything feels like the most lazy way to do it, uh-huh. including the most cringy like reference to wink, wink fairy world where he says like do you think oh, the Bowie? humans know that david bowie was one of us but yeah it, like there was no logical way to get there it was so <laughs> ham-fisted but they don't establish that like in the fairy world anything in the human world like has any reference point and yet he listens to foreigner yes and then he like reference specifically and he explains another it. 80s reference yeah for bowie which is like it's referencing labyrinth i'm sure because you know but sure. it makes yeah. no makes no fucking sense. I just don't understand what they were thinking because, I, again, I, I, I see that it looked like they were originally going to just do the first book. And then it hit the point where they're like, we're not going to get a sequel out of this. Let's combine they still stuff. still like a sequel. Yeah, like, let's combine stuff from the second one to, like... Uh-huh. Ma- like I don't understand what they thought was going to happen. Like let's oh, I, not do the second I, book and add parts of it here because we don't think we'll get a sequel. But also end it like there will be a sequel when you know you're not getting a sequel. Think, no, here's what I think happened is so it was supposed to come out originally like May of last year, mm-hmm. and then a couple months before they pushed it to August on my birthday, and, then, and, and I was and all excited. They, <laughs> and then they pushed a bunch more when they had made all their Disney Plus announcements, and then. I think it was about February or March this, or it was when the coronavirus happened. They mm-hmm. announced, "Okay, we're gonna give you 
Artemis Fowl on Disney Plus. But it was also coming reportedly with a bunch of like they were going to do a heavy recuts, re-edits at that point. Yeah, and I wow. bet that it probably didn't end because they knew they were not going to get a sequel because they. <laughs> I'll, I'll get into this in a minute, but most bad movies are so bad they're good when they're so confident about it, but this movie has zero confidence. <laughs> no, in no! Everything in this movie feels like a whimper. And I imagine what happened is once they found out they were on Disney+, Plus, they went, oh, well, if it does good on Disney+, Plus, then we will make a sequel for Disney+, Plus with a Disney+, Plus right. size budget. Or, like, a series. or well, They were just wanting to see how it does, and I don't think it did very well. No. It has a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. Which it, I think 100% deserves. <laughs> Another I thing that agree. I thought was... So, again, I think the... Again, the book, I feel like, just has some good themes and, like, lessons in it that they just don't mm-hmm. want to include. Like, his dad in the first book is not in it at all. His dad's missing. Like, that's the whole thing. Right. His dad's missing. Yeah. His mom is still alive. Mm-hmm. She is sick. She has, like, dementia um and the whole the whole point of the first book is artemis fowl is trying to get a hold of leprechaun gold quotes to pay someone to use their fairy magic to fix his mom's mental health and the whole thing is he has to like grow up and be more of an adult because his mom is he has to take care of his mom and his dad's not there so it's him like Mm -hmm. turning to a life of crime to help his mom and having to make hard choices because he wants to help his mom. And it's this whole, like, him trying to, like, he has to be bad to do good for his mom, but then as he's going through, he obviously learns to be good or whatever. But, like, the whole, like, him having to, like, go in and talk to his mom and his mom not reckon, like, that's a pretty, like, cliche thing that's happened in other Mm -hmm. things, too. But still, that's in the book of him, like, learning, like, I have to deal with that and my dad's not around. None of that's in this movie. (laughs) None of it. And the thing that blew my mind was the end of this movie when it ends like the Matrix and he's talking on the phone and he's like, I'm a criminal mastermind. And I was like, Uh when? When (laughs) When were you a criminal mastermind? When? You never were. fuck any 12-year-old who says, I'm a criminal mastermind. I wish he would have, I was just hoping he hung up the phone and then took off like Neo does. Like, literally, it was that exact scene. He's Mm -hmm. like, we're coming Mm -hmm. for you. You can't stop us. Hang up the phone. Fly. (laughs) So, you said something, Sammy, that I need to, I need to ask. Is the Aculos or whatever it's called? The Oculus Rift? No. Is that supposed to be a leprechaun's pot of gold? It's not. Is that what that's supposed to? It's not in the books. Oh, it's not no. in the books. <laughs> I I was like, what are they? He literally gets gold in the book. He doesn't get this uh. Oculus Rift, whatever acorn shit. <laughs> it's not in the books, and I haven't read because I was like, where's this coming from? I read the whole second, like synopsis for the second book. It is not in the second book either. It is nowhere in the books. <laughs> Maybe later, but not in the first two. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, is that what it's supposed to symbolize? Because <laughs> even Josh Gad, is it Josh Gad or is it, someone makes a reference to their, it's underneath your rainbow, your pot of gold or whatever. Someone says yeah. that in this movie. That's what he says, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but it, I don't understand. Okay. I didn't understand any of their choices in this movie. <laughs> I feel, I feel like there is a full five minute chunk or scene missing from when they fern fi- when they when they first find the Oculus, because oh that's how you say it Oculus. I don't know. Sure, the they acorn. Say it like eight different times. <laughs> they say it so many times, and every time I was like, "What are they saying?" But, but Josh Gad gets it, and then Artemis and Holly just like show up there, and they're just talking mm-hmm. to him, and then he's just on their side. I don't understand what made him change his mind. Why is he on their side now? Why is Holly on Artemis's side at that point? None of that makes sense. And I feel Who, like there's like a they they it was the Martha defense. Oh, I his did. His dad's down missing, Martha. and her dad is dead. So they I, had that was it. That was it. That was the whole thing. They're like, yeah. she's like my dad, and then he's my dad dead, and then there's just an awkward beat. And they're like, oh, we're yeah, friends now. Because I punched yeah. you in the face. <laughs> Mutual understanding because of our our fathers. <sighs> and uh, the rest of the movie is so like stupid. It knows it's mm-hmm. it's like stupid, goofy, like fantasy. 
But it also feels the need like it has to do the Josh Gad interrogation scenes in black and white and like gritty. Oh, yeah. Which make no sense. It should. There's no reason that those scenes need to be in black and white. Literally and staring down the barrel of a camera. Other than it was added in at the last second. Yes. And they didn't need exposition. To film. Like we need to fill. We need to make sense of some of this. We need someone to talk over it. Right. He when he gets rescued, he grabs that ladder and it almost starts the Mission Impossible theme. It gets so yeah. close. <laughs> it's like what? No. Who are the people that captured him? Who are the people that arrested him? The FBI. It seemed like it was yeah. I was gonna say it on like weird the FBI or something. Huts in the middle of the ocean. It was Shield. <laughs> oh, it's gonna connect to Marvel. <laughs> Artemis Fowls in the Marvel Universe confirmed. Oh. Oh. You heard it here on this podcast first. <laughs> oh. Oh, also, even. the the guy that is interrogating Josh Gad, I'm fairly certain that's Kenneth Branagh. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure. And it's probably because he was like, fuck it, I'm not, I can't get anybody else to play this part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god. I, I will say I liked Josh Gad in this the most because they gave him literally the most character to work with. And I still hated him. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite was like character time, was the worst. <laughs> every time they tried to give him a joke, it's like they didn't understand how jokes work, where they like don't pause at all for a beat, or they do and nothing is said afterwards. Yep. Where it's like there's no there's like no time to laugh, no time to appreciate the joke, or if you can, it's very very bad. It's like it feels like it's like sitcom comedy writing where it's like waiting uh-huh. for a studio audience laugh. And when that's not there, then the score should be there to be like bouncy and, and it's not, there. it like leaves it hanging. Yeah. Yeah. The Constantly. score is not doing anything for this movie. Cause I imagine <sighs> it was written for a different movie. <laughs> yes. Oh man. But the, um, Oh God, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I, we gotta talk. Hurts. We gotta talk about some of the special effects. The, the thing that I noticed: some were great. The, when they fell, it was like you could tell when it switched uh-huh. from stunt double to real person. Uh-huh. Like yes, it would yeah. speed up at the like the last second. Like every time they like fell or like fell off of something uh-huh. or got knocked over, you it like sped up for a second to like switch to the real person. I'd never seen that before, and I was <laughs> upset and. Almost scared by that centaur. <laughs> I did not like how it moved. Yeah, how it he felt moved. like it was played for a joke, but he's treated seriously yeah. the entire oh, time. Like, how he moved. <laughs> they like played it for like a joke. It seems like a how he moves and operates in his introduction. Oh that josh gad gives him for the, in the narration is like joke like that's half the problem with this movie is like characters are introduced or like given joke kind of things to do and then it just like the movie treats it incredibly seriously right yeah like because yeah. josh gad talks about butlers like don't ever call him the butler because that's yeah, not and good he, like, and then that never comes there's up. That's... more of that than there is of the butler doing literally anything. Yes. There see, is more of, don't call him the butler than the butler. See, yeah. and I liked the butler the most. Uh-huh. But his problem... I liked problem, him too, he just had nothing. He, he didn't had nothing do anything. Do. Yeah. And and all the scenes he's in, he's opposite, like, the world's worst child actors. <laughs> I will say Including, that... Including, do you guys do you guys even remember his niece as a character in this movie? Because the movie forgets that she's a character after yes, she's in it for a second. It's his sister in the book, and I thought that was just a weird thing to change. That's very weird. <laughs> and the other thing that's awesome in the book that they the troll scene when they release the troll again, um, the butler like one one v ones this troll, and like it's an awesome <laughs> scene in the book of him like taking he out this troll. Some scrub? <laughs> yeah, one v one me, bitch. Oh. <laughs> he does and it's such a cool scene and then in this one he gets landed on <laughs> yeah. and that's his fight instead is him getting landed on by a troll and Another he fucking thing, dies and then dies. they just no consequence yeah. save him no yeah. it's what there's there's no breathing I, time in between i couldn't even like tell dying if, and coming back too i couldn't even tell if he was dying because they took the time to like set him in a chair he's sitting up <laughs> like why he was already on the ground I mean, they did have the, the dying di- speech and i was like oh this is what's happening have the this dying scene when he's lying on the ground why is why is he sitting i was like is he fine is he okay because he's sitting up right now <laughs> And then so the special stupid. effects of the troll. There were times with the troll. I was like, I think the troll in the first Harry Potter. 
is better than mm-hmm. this troll. I will say yeah. that the hair physics on that troll were pretty good. <laughs> I like the hair physics, but other than that, I feel like that troll wasn't very good either. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, it's just like, it's cartoonishly a troll, but he's also supposed to be like the big bad. Right. That you deal with. When you make like none of the other, that's the thing I think that's tough is like with the centaur and mm-hmm. um, is that they make the other ones so humanoid, like the fairies mm-hmm. and the dwarves, that when you have something that's not all CGI or not looking as normal or mm-hmm. as human as the other ones, it's just is completely mm-hmm. different. Like it's too much to handle. <laughs> right. I can't. What a what a mess. And they did not was. even explain the whole time bubble thing. Like I don't even. Oh, I, don't, I don't know what was happening with that scene. At the Artemis all. knows there's only 27 minutes left. <laughs> oh, Artemis <laughs> knew all along. Planned it all. <laughs> How? How would he know that? His dad's notes just say, "Look, they can freeze time in a bubble. Also, if you hit the centermost point, you get roughly 30 minutes before it comes down." Oh, how does he know the precise time? Because he's just that fucking smart. <laughs> yep. And the whole, like, his dad telling him that poem. And then he uses that poem to know which shelf to open. That he's never seen before. <laughs> what? What? Like, sunrise means you go up to this one. And then you go down because it'll always be behind you. You go, and there it is. There's the book I but was But then the box for. is also just Irish Blessing. And he's like, it's called the Irish Blessing. So it's like he needed yeah. to look across all of them to find the title of the thing. Yeah, if he knew he was thing. looking for Irish Blessing, just look for Irish Blessing. Why don't you go through the poem? But he tells him where to finish. The, the, right. the, oh the time bubble thing. The fuck. Yes, not, yes. Not only is the time bubble thing, like, really really lazy like it's the most boring way to do like the stopping time kind of trope mm-hmm. that movies yep. have been doing ever since x-men first class mm-hmm. i think you mean since clock stoppers Thank oh, you. Stop. oh <laughs> what a good movie we, can we do that movie instead <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah that's got french stewart it's immediately better <laughs> but if so that whole thing is lazy and then the part at the end where it's like breaking down and the fairies are like getting pulled into it and it's like yeah. stretching mm-hmm. them and making it weird what kind of lawnmower man bullshit was going on there because it was just <laughs> never explained i don't know why it was happening and it no. literally was just like a screaming fairy being stretched because they were like you got to get out of there but the only way to get out of there is to go through the bubble but if you go through the bubble this way it's okay but if you get go through it any other way it's not okay and like oh don't save that man that was funny when she saves the guy puts him on in the boat just to watch the boat fall from a hundred feet and just be like i'm sure he's fine yeah <laughs> i don't judy i don't judy oh we gotta talk at, about dame yeah. dame judy dench at no point seems happy with any decision <laughs> she's made in her life at this movie because <laughs> every all. every single time she's on screen she looks and sounds absolutely pissed at least she was having fun with cats. Like, you knew she was having fun. Yeah. This uh-huh. movie, she looks like she's just pissed. Like, Did she do this one for her grandkids? Is that what happened? Maybe. <laughs> Even then, I don't feel like they're the right target range for this, like, age range for this book either. So I don't understand cats? how... Cats is... Oh, I'm sorry. Raymond, I'm sorry I brought this up. Oh, no. I shouldn't have no, brought no. up Cats. That's all I'm going to say is that I would watch Cats a million more times before I rewatch this movie. Honestly, yes. This doesn't have skimple shanks. It, it's, Fucking thank you. It's insane, but at least it's like insane to watch. Like You're like, oh man, let's see what happens next. With this, I'm like, I don't care at all. I Like every five minutes, I would look up at the screen and then I'd be like, what the fuck is happening? One and two, like, why? Yeah. I didn't understand why the entire movie from scene to scene, I could. Not, I like that you did that too. There was a lot of times where I was just looking at my phone and then looking up and see because you don't I was even need to look Wikipedia at this movie the whole time. I was looking at the IMDb, <laughs> tried to be like, what went wrong? Yeah, here? like you don't even need to watch half this movie. <laughs> it's Cat. all explained by Josh Gad. You don't even need to look up. <laughs> Cat at least feels like a coherent fever dream. Or like you mm-hmm. can t- you can tell where they get from one scene to the other. This literally feels like chopped up. I cannot tell the scenes barely function next to each other. And no, well. but Judy Dench will have your badge for this. <laughs> sure, I hate, I, I hate and then it so much. Holy the shit. other guy. Okay, so the guy that that takes over from her. The coup? Yeah. But he was like in jail at the beginning of the movie, right? Sure. Uh-huh. And the the or he was in bed sleeping in his house. I don't know. 
And then he takes over, but then it doesn't seem to matter because... Because she just installs, like, a new commander in charge, uh-huh. and he's just like... The guy that they set in place is like, ah, oh, darn it. See, what this happens... This now in control. Don't do that. So I, I piece this. This is something that, like, is a combined thing from the first book and the second book. So in the first book, Judy Dench's character, like, is messing up, and they haven't gotten Holly out of there or whatever. So they get this guy to do the troll thing. He's the one that releases the troll, which is the same that happens mm-hmm. in the movie. But at that point, he's not the troll. under control by the evil mm-hmm. person yet. It's because under he messes control? up... Yeah. <laughs> control <laughs> it's I'm because he... that's not a joke they made in this movie <laughs> right it's because he messes up so bad with the troll thing and everything goes wrong with it that he gets demoted and he leaves the force and then becomes bad with the evil thing evil whatever mm. coy boy majoy joy whatever the bad guy's name was in the next book and then he is then bad in that one that's how they they combined it in this movie to just Make she him a prisoner like, and let him be free and then do what she he, she wanted. I don't even know what that Kaboy thing was. It I was like, I oh, it's going to do voice. A, It drove me insane. Oh, yes. It was like a baby voice. I, I like thought for sure Gollum. it was going to. It was totally setting up to be like the take off the hood reveal of who this thing is. And it, I thought for sure it was going to be Judy Dench just based on how awful the voice was. Right. Or, I thought I was like, oh, it's going to be someone. It's going to be some crazy uh, reveal. And then it shows its face and it's like a Dementor face. And that's uh, what we get. <laughs> that's the reveal we get that it's a that Dementor. That you find out in the sequel that we're definitely getting. Yes, 100%. Oh. I can't wait to find out who Kaboy the Boy Boy is. <laughs> and he'll use the Oculus Rift to... They had to have just come up with that to like fix their problems with movie plot that they needed to figure out. They were like, we got to figure out a way that he needs something that'll help him. So we'll just make they this acorn. a MacGuffin. Yeah. Yeah. That was in his house all along that he couldn't find. That was behind a painting. But he knew he wouldn't be able to get it for some reason, even though he was, his dad like definitely let, like gave him clues for everything. But didn't give him a clue. Everything. Yeah. At but least give him oh, shit. that clue. At least give I just him, looked like, at the oh, go ahead. Artemis Fowl fandom wiki, and the Oculus was created for the movie there you and go. does not appear at all in the novel. It's garbage. It's a MacGuffin. <laughs> but yeah, the fact That's that, exactly what it is. At least have him find the safe and be like, I can't open this. I need to get this dwarf in here to open it for me. He doesn't right. even. He can't even find doesn't it in his house, it. and it's behind a portrait. Like you dumbass. He's in the yeah. It's like, <laughs> he literally is like, oh, someone else has to get here. But literally, all the other person does is just look behind a wall. Yeah. Like and then there was nothing special about that. Okay, one. That's his plan. His, someone else got to break into his house. Unhinging of his jaw, pretty hot. Mm-hmm. But the hair, <laughs> the hair. Oh, oh, you mean where he fucks the locks with his beard? Because the yeah. entire time he's doing it, he's like. Yeah, baby. He's like, oh, I'm going to figure you out. Ooh, tough yeah. one. <laughs> it was disgusting. Oh, my God. <sighs> I don't understand I think the movie. only joke I liked that they did with Mulch is that when <laughs> <What> they... <laughs> yeah, when they go to, like, fight the, the troll or whatever in the... Um, Holly needs her gun back, and he's got it because he pickpocketed the butler. Like I thought that was funny that he's like, "Oh, here's your gun." So that was one, one funny moment, like literally a two second joke out of literally every laugh line they try and give him. Stupid. And it's not even like he doesn't say anything. Yeah, he like pick pickpockets the music thing off of her. Where she, where uh-huh. she was keeping that, I don't want to know. Just so that they could do the <laughs> foreigner thing, like right. But why foreign? I don't... Who is that for? I, it's not even, like, they their biggest ha- song. They're trying to have a Guardians of the Galaxy moment, I guess? Yeah. I get, that's the only it's thing, like, yeah. To, that's to what it made me think he's of. in love with Holly? That's... Uh, Weird. That's what I, I was worried. I was like, I swear they're gonna do, like, some romance thing with Holly and Artemis. At least they... she's 80. Yeah, she's, they like point that out that girl. she's 80. You're 80. <laughs> cool. Got tons of time. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't need to know that. Yeah. Oh, boy! I don't fucking know, man. What a rough movie. I, I will tell you, I went, I uh, ingested some substances before watching the film. Good, I should. Because I thought that I knew there was a 
it was going to be a rough go. So I thought that would probably be the best way for me to enjoy the film. And I'm disappointed to report it did fucking nothing. (laughs) This movie could not be saved even by mind-altering substances. I was, in fact, probably more bored because of it. Because <laughs> nothing happened. I was looking for something, like, even to, like, appreciate the cinematography or the the music or anything. And it's, like, it is underwhelming on literally every front. Every level. Every level it is underwhelming. It's like, there's several times where I didn't understand the the layout of that mansion. Just because it, like, they go room from room. And I'm like, I don't understand where any of this is. It's just, like, a room for them to smash through for a scene. <sighs> But yeah, the they music do the... hardly ever fit the scenes. I, the acting is so, so bad. I just remember the because they do like a one shot of him running through the mansion to try to see if his mm-hmm. dad's back. It was like cool one shot. Right. Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why one shot to where even? Like he's just yelling, going dad to go. And get that's a another fu-. thing. Like what? Just like Ugh. with the the death of uh, Butler coming back, it barely mm-hmm. waits for his dad to come back too. Like it, like he's like, oh, my dad didn't come back, and they're like, did you hear that? And then they run, and his dad's there. It's like they don't give any time for like thinking no, that it no actually didn't work. They immediately, you know, it's gonna work. You know, it's just doing the whole thing just for that. Which it's so funny because the movie they have cut down to an hour and thirty-five, and that's with credits. And that's so insane. It's like, that's, I thought for sure this yeah, was a like, two-hour movie. <laughs> and that's it. Felt like it was yeah. a two-hour movie, mm-hmm. but it's like it, they had. It comes well under. Like, you could have added another 10, 15 minutes to this movie just for, like, covering the areas they very clearly cut for time, which there's no time needed to be cut if it would help explain what the hell's happening from scene to scene. Because it feels like they, like, rushed it for more plot constantly, but then it's, like, bare areas of the movie that don't have any real plot happening at all. Yeah. So they rushed to nothing. They spent all the time with the exposition for Josh Gad to explain all of it instead of showing it uh-huh. when they could have showed it. And it's yeah. it's not just Josh Gad. Every character no. has every character has a yeah. really poorly designed exposition dump in this movie. Yep. Oh my god. I hated the intro scene with the what doctor? Oh, or the and Artemis. And the, and I mean, principal. I think he calls him Doctor. Is he? Yeah, it's some at teacher. The thing or whatever yeah and they pull yeah, a whole sherlock thing it's like a therapy session it's 100 percent just stealing from sherlock <laughs> uh-huh stupid it's like supposed to prove that he is smart because he understands an antique chair and i just <laughs> wanted to punch him yeah the entire movie i just wanted to punch that boy and i don't know if i've seen him in anything else i doubt i have so i don't nope. want to give him like i don't want to be like oh he's a shit actor because it doesn't seem like they had an easy time making this film. So I don't know how much is his fault, but I just wanted to punch him, especially every time he walked with like the super macho confident walk with, like in a suit. I hate, like he didn't seem like a villain. He didn't like his cockiness made me like feel like he was a toddler that was wearing his dad's clothes. And I wanted to beat the shit. Out of him. <laughs> you heard it here first. Raymond wanted to beat the shit out of that kid. <laughs> That 12 year old. So did I. I'd help him. <laughs> you can hold him down? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And that's like the thing I thought was cool about the books is that, like, he's a bad, he's like a criminal. He is a criminal, mm-hmm. but he's the main character. And you like, and then he has to, like, learn to be, like, a good person. But no. Mm-hmm. Except for at the end, he's Artemis Fowl, the criminal mastermind. And then it doesn't end there. There's like three more endings before the credits actually uh-huh. start. Yeah, they gotta wrap up the black and white interrogation rest. And then Holly's all of a sudden flying next to them too. Like, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I know credits. since they they like started production. I mean, like production on making a movie out of this when they like with the book came out twenty years ago, nineteen years ago. Yeah, and it, I feel like. Josh Gad's character, the way he's playing it is like, it would have been Jack Black 20 years ago yep. doing it, and I would have Josh Gad's doing a, a hell of a job trying to sell it, but I think Jack Black would have done even better with just this shit material Yeah, I feel like hasn't but Josh Gad like, said like, that before? That Josh Gad, he's just like, they're all going for the same parts? Probably <laughs> It feels like, this feels very much like what they would have given Jack Black to do like 15-20 years ago yep. which he still does some of, I mean, uh, 
the Jumanji reboot does like a lot of the same kind of he is the same kind of childish humor. It's just yeah. like it's just not executed well at all. So I don't know if you know I don't know how much of it is Josh Gad's fault, but it's it's obviously like a detractor for the whole film. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> that they have to keep cutting back to him. Yeah, I'm just imagining that this was made back in 2001. Like if it was uh-huh. made how the first Harry Potter was made, like that kind of style, uh-huh. like it would have been good. I feel like it is if it would have been just made when it should have been made, mm-hmm. it would have been a better movie. I mean, there's a lot of things that could have happened to make this a better movie, but there's very <laughs> rarely. I I don't know actually. I don't know if there is a movie that has suffered through publicly known development hell and come out a good movie. Right. Pretty much every movie that has, I mean, I like Detective Pikachu and that's one of those, but that movie like the story of that coming to the screen is like the people who made it rewrote the script after like 20 or 30 other scripts already existed. Mm-hmm. This one feels like it was the same script that they just kept whittling down and whittling down over 20 years. Yeah. And then decided to throw the second book in there just for fun. What? Well, yeah. What? Why? Because that's the I thing. I didn't like, even know what was in the second book. They, and I was like, I, I looked it up, and I was like, oh, so they why had... would you? Because once I realized it was only going to take place in the house, I was like, what's the whole point of introducing like a fairy world when the entire movie is pretty much otherwise set in right. this I mean, mansion? Yeah. They so they it's crazy that because they what announced you said they announced Colin Farrell in like March. Yeah. So like they he if there w- there was no. None of that. Uh, none of his part of the movie. So the whole plot, basically, plot of this movie was not planned until well, March. Because no, they they filmed it before then, but they only announced it in March. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. But it was still after the movie. They filmed the movie in 2018. So then, yeah, it, there was a cut of it in 2018 that uh-huh. was not the More than plot this. of the yeah. second one in- included and then they're like we gotta somehow include the father that figure seems in like this the only, that's also like the only real plot that happens cause like if from my memory of the book it seems to only cover my memory of the first book which is like the first hundred pages right that's what I'm saying the only thing that's from the uh-huh. second book is the dad being captured the mm-hmm. evil villain being introduced and then just like the, the one guy being bad and even the scene with the him talking to the psychiatrist teacher guy at the beginning, that's mm-hmm. like the beginning of the second book. Those four things are the only things that are from the second book. So they took they took the setup of the first book and like plot points from the second and did not combine them. They just no. added them into like they they don't make a cohesive work at all. Because even in the second book, when I was reading the synopsis yesterday, his dad's captured by the mafia. <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's not a weird creature thing it's the mafia <laughs> oh man so i guess i'll just keep reading those books and pray they never make a sequel <laughs> yeah well well andy this was your fault yeah, yeah thanks andy thanks for that uh, <laughs> fuck <laughs> as soon as i was done i felt i texted you guys and i was like i just want to say that i'm so sorry because this is a mistake and i hope that you'll one day be able to forgive me and i said i, I don't think i can <laughs> and i understand what made that worse is i'm pretty sure you sent that message at like five in the morning and you hadn't yeah. watched it yet yeah I, no i i started watching it uh 10 30 <laughs> but i woke up to that message of you going i'm so sorry <laughs> well i watched it last night and i was texting you guys i was like this is so uh-huh. bad yeah i knew i was in for a time but i still it did not fill me with None any the... excitement to get that message at five in the morning that this movie was irredeemably going to be bad. Yeah, I'm like I'm like a sap most of the time. Like if they throw in an emotional cue, I'll, I'll feel something, even if it's a bad mm-hmm. movie. I felt nothing in this movie. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. I was I felt no nothing. emotion. I was actively looking. Yeah, was anger was the one <laughs> for something to be, to like to find something to like because I. It's a movie that like I have seen be ravaged online for a couple weeks now, and you guys had both already said that like it did not look good. Yeah. So I like I didn't want to shit on it without like I didn't want to come in with prejudices. I wanted to find something to like, and there was literally nothing, nothing. I liked about it. <laughs> yeah. And like more than more than a fifty percent right. like I yeah. did not <laughs> at all. I can usually find something to like about a movie. You guys know this. Yeah, it's and same with me. That... I, I walked out of Fan Forstick mm-hmm. being like, oh, that was all right. <laughs> yeah. I could not find anything in this movie to like. 
Nope. And that's why I was hoping it would have come out on August on my birthday, because most, like, shitty movies come out on my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good tradition. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I would give a do not watch this. I do not recommend anybody watch this. So I'll always re- recommend what I recommend is uh, read the book instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't recommend that, but it sounds like the right choice. <laughs> Raymond recommends nothing. <laughs> <laughs> read a different book. Yeah, I read something know. else, honestly, yeah. Well, <laughs> Just read a book in general. I feel like we've been talking about the movie longer than they spent writing the script. So, yep. uh, oh shit, we've been recording for 20 years? Yeah. <laughs> it feels like it. Oh, <laughs> uh, it sure does. <laughs> Well, if uh, if you want to watch the movie for some reason and, and give us your thoughts, there's a couple ways you can get in contact with us. You can send us a tweet on Twitter at NSAOTpod. Where else would you send that tweet, Andy? <laughs> you said send I mean, a tweet. You could just copy and paste to it. Twitter. <laughs> to Twitter. Okay. You just print it out and mail it. Yeah, yeah, whatever you want to do. Box. If you mail it to me, I will type up the tweet and send it from my own personal account. Good. Uh, if you want to send us an email, we we've got we got an email this week. We're gonna do an actual like we did uh, fan requested fan requested movie this Sunday. So yeah, look forward to that. But if you want to uh, put in a request, you can send us an email at never seen any of this pod at gmail Mm-hmm. We're at like 952 downloads or something like that. We're almost to a thousand downloads. We're almost there. So that's wow. exciting. So yeah, uh, we're on Facebook. Go over check out our Facebook page. That's where uh, episodes come out first. And uh, yeah, you can find TJ on OnlyFans. <laughs> I this is the one movie he Bottom has. Up. He has yet to watch a movie and then like put his own record in there. I. I almost want to beg him to do it for this one because it would be great to oh just hear God. him just go off on this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like see most if we can get him to do it. Grievances with Tintin are like tenfold in this. Movie. <laughs> It'd be so good to just hear him rant for like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, who knows? We'll see. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Well, on that note, I uh, I need to go take a nap. Yep. <laughs> I need to go recover from the absolute disaster that is Artemis Fowl. So, uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of Never Seen Any of This. But until then, we'll say bye. Bye. <laughs>